Hallelujah. We bless our precious Father. And we thank Him for this opportunity. You know, yesterday I was talking to someone, I told the person, the privilege of being alive and being healthy, we have much to be thankful for. If you have ever been in the hospital before, not, I wouldn't even stretch much to the hospital. Yesterday, I had to administer medication to someone. And this person is on medication forever, for the rest of his life. He takes the medication three times a day, every single day, morning, afternoon, evening. And the medication is not like one medication. No, it's missed. He takes morning, different, afternoon, different, evening, different. All the medication he takes is different and he's taking it for the rest of his life. And it is not as if he's taking the medication to get better. No, he's taking the medication to sustain him. The fact that you woke up in the morning and you are able to see, you are able to walk. Listen, listen, listen to me. Listen. The fact that you woke up, and I'm not saying this as a ministerial jack. No, no. The privilege of being healthy. Hey, we have so much to be thankful for. For the next minute, just one minute, one minute. This is no shabalabala. No. For the next one minute, thank God. I want I want to lift your voice for the next just a minute. Thank the Father. I just want you to thank Him. For the privilege of being healthy. His grace that has sustained us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So we are still in our month of health, precious Holy Spirit. And today, being our resurrection service, it's Easter. First of all, let me wish you, everybody, a happy Easter. How do you respond? Thank so happy you, Easter, everyone. Happy Easter happy to you, too. Happy Easter to you, too. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, amazing. So good to see all of us. Um, I want to acknowledge the presence of my father in the Lord. My father is here. Daddy, I love you so much. You see, Easter has been set aside. It's a set aside date that believers or a certain cult called Christians. um we set a day aside or a moment aside to remember the death the crucifixion first of all the crucifixion the death and the resurrection and even to the ascension of our lord jesus christ ah it's angier well this is angier okay and even to the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. We do this each and every year since our Lord Jesus left. Uh, don't worry, just follow with me, okay? Let's build something. Today we are building, so follow with me, let's build something. 
Even to when our Lord Jesus ascended. And year in, year out, we hear, oh, Easter, Easter. For those of you living in the Western world, Easter is not about rabbits. Easter is not about bunnies. No, till today, it will, it will surprise you that most Christians has the analogy that, oh, yes, in as much as we are celebrating or we are remembering the death of our Lord Jesus, we are also celebrating a certain rabbit somewhere and they will go for egg hunts. You know, um, one of my nieces told me, uncle, would you be coming home? We will be going for an egg hunt. I looked at the little girl and I shook my head. <laughs> If you know the magnitude of what Christ did on the cross, your concern will not be rabbits. But then today, I want to introduce you to a scripture. Every single body, even unbelievers, knows this scripture. It is going to surprise you that this scripture is the summary of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And listen now, everybody knows this scripture. I want to ask, who knows the shortest scripture in the Bible? Let me see by hand. The shortest, the shortest scripture in the Bible. Yes, Esther, what is it? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. John 11, 35. Share the screen so that everybody can see. John 11, verse 35. It is going to surprise you that this particular scripture is a summary of our gospel. John 11, 35, Jesus wept in the scripture. Son of God, how can Jesus be the summary of the gospel? That is it! That is it! Ah, hey, this guy today, where did he sleep? That, that's what some of you may be wondering. This guy, where, today, where did he sleep? Jesus wept. No, I want you to understand this. God cried. No, are you, are you hearing that? Can everybody hear me? Jesus. He is God. He cried. <laughs> Jesus wept. This is God manifested in flesh and he cried. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Why would he cry? Let me give you a backdrop of the story. Then we continue. So, from the beginning of John chapter 11, surprisingly, it talks about just one man. So, John 11 chapter, um, John chapter the number 11, verse the number 1 to verse 35. The scripture talks about one person. And the name of this person is Lazarus. Everybody know Lazarus. Lazarus was Jesus' friend. Lazarus, the very first time we see that Jesus loved somebody, that person was called Lazarus. It wasn't you. Ah, Lazarus, so many of us, brother. 
The very first time we hear that Jesus, that is God manifested in flesh, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, loving somebody, was a name called Lazarus. So let's pay attention to the verse 4 of the chapter 11 of John. The verse 4. The verse 4. I want you to be writing this down. And listen, in this, in this sermon, I'm going to leave you in meditation. That as I am sharing with you, you are, you are in sync with the Holy Ghost. Are you with me here? Are you with me here? So as I'm sharing this with you, make sure you are in sync with the Holy Ghost. Be listening to him. In, in, in the verse 4 of John chapter number 11, it says, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death. Now go to the verse 3. Pay attention to the verse 3. Let's start from the verse 3. Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. This is Martha and Mary, and they sent a word to Jesus. And their word to Jesus was that Jesus, the man whom you love, is sick. And the scripture. So I ask the question, why would Jesus, God manifested in flesh, cry? Listen, it is one of the most deepest statements in the Bible. That is why it's the most shortest statement in the Bible. Jesus, God manifested in flesh crying why because the one whom he loves remember the scripture we read they sent a word to jesus and told jesus the man whom you love is sick and in the verse 4 jesus said this sickness is not unto death you are surprised aren't you This is a summary of the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. Let's make this analogy. Are you with me? Let's make this analogy. Lazarus is Israel in Egypt. And Martha and Mary is the leaders of Israel in Egypt. Let's make this mirror. We, I'm trying to paint a mirror to you. Are you with me? Nana Kofijuma, I hope you can hear me. Good. So Lazarus is Israel in Egypt. Martha and Mary is the leaders. And the leaders sent a word. That is Martha and Mary sent a word to God in heaven. That God, Israel, whom you have loved, is sick. That God, Israel, whom you have loved, we are being oppressed by the Egyptians. And when God got to Judea, remember where God went to, that is Jesus. Please, we are painting two pictures. Make sure you are getting this. When Jesus got to Judea, Judea, Remember, when he got there, Lazarus was dead. 
the scripture says, as Lazarus was dead, he was dead four days. Four days. Israel spent 400 years in Egypt. Jesus, God, your son, the one whom you love, is dead. Hey, are you with me? Israel is in captivity. Where is their God of Abraham? Where is their God? And when God got there, the only thing God was able to do was cry. I sent my word and healed your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord, thy healer's dear. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word and healed your disease. I am the Lord. When Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he made a statement. And in the statement of Jesus, Jesus said, This sickness is not unto death. Go to the verse 5 of the chapter 11 of the book of John. Go to the verse 5. Pay attention now to the verse 5. Let's look at something there. He says, Now Jesus loved Martha. And her sister Mary. And he loved Lazarus. Jesus loved the Israelites. Go to the verse 4. When Jesus heard that. He said this sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God. That the son of God might be glorified hereby. End of speech might be glorified. Easter is the glorification of God and of the Son of God. We will come to this. I want us to draw this analogy. Keep on, let's keep on building. We'll get to the point where I want you to know. Jesus wept. Why? Because the man whom he loved was sick. And when he was sick, they sent a word to Jesus. That Jesus, the one you love is sick. And the one died. Remember, I told you that there are three kinds of death. The death that everybody can see. The separation of man from God. And the eternal death, that is those who do not believe in Jesus will die. The death here signifies a separation from God. Remember, Jesus loved Lazarus. So if Lazarus has died, Lazarus has been separated from the one he loved. Are you with me? Wait, are you with me? Are you with me? Yes, please, sir. Are you getting this? Lazarus was separated from the one he loved. Jesus loved him. And he was separated. Lazarus separated. Isn't Jesus all loving? Isn't Jesus all caring? We will come to that. But Jesus made a statement. He says this sickness is not unto death. God had an eternal plan. So when Adam and Eve sinned, when he came, he said, your 
seed will crush the head of the serpent. The generation was sick. It was sick unto death. They sent a word to Jesus. Unto us. That's the theme for what I'm sharing with you today. But I want to start for you to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. And this is going to blow your mind. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you. Ephesians chapter number 2. Can, can we get the um, NKJV? The NKJV. If possible. NKJV. Follow with me. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and in sins. And the scripture. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Jesus cried because you were dead. No, are you getting this? You were dead in your trespasses and in your sins. When God was in heaven, when you looked down on mankind, he cried. So now, if you are um, Lazarus, it's not Lazarus. Now you were Lazarus. And Jesus has got into you. The scripture said, you were dead. When Jesus saw you, that you were dead, he wasn't happy. He cried. Jesus wept. Why? Because you were dead. So the scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, he says, he made you alive. You who were dead. Listen, salvation. Listen to me today. Listen to me today. Listen to me today if you are here. Listen. Salvation is not you changing. No. Salvation is that you were dead and you have been made alive. So the salvation of your spirit is that your spirit was dead. Listen, it is not your good work that will get you to heaven. It's not your prayer. Listen, it's not anything you are able to do. You know, who has said a statement before? Bill Gates is not a Christian, but he gives more than Christians. Who has said that statement before? Oh, this person is a good person. He's a very good person. When Jesus comes, he's go to heaven. Let me tell you something. Who has ever seen a dead person laid in stage before? Oh, let me see by hand. Who has ever seen a dead person laid in stage before? Eh? Oh, come on. Who has seen that before? Who has seen a dead person laid in states? Listen, regardless how much you try to beautify a dead person, a dead person is a dead person. So in Africa, they will give the dead person a white suit, a wonderful tie. They will dress the dead person. Listen, a man without Jesus who is doing good is a dead person beautified. Regardless the suit you wear, if you are dead, you are dead. So the analogy that, oh, this person, he gives to the poor. He gives to the church. Listen, even if you give to the church, 
and you have not accepted and believed Jesus Christ as God and as Lord, you are dead. You are a dead person in the suit. That is the gospel. Listen, when Jesus saw that Lazarus had died, he cried. So in this moment of Easter, this is what Christ has Listen, the day you understand that you were a dead person that has been made alive, Ephesians chapter 2, it says you were dead. You were de You were not alive. In as much as you are born, listen, as you can see yourself right now, a man without Jesus is dead. Are you with me? Are you getting this? So I asked the question from the beginning, why would Jesus cry? Because Lazarus was dead. That's a separation from God. So to say that I am saved, to make that statement that I am saved, it is not that you are, you are, you are morally good now. You know, oh, don't do this. Repent. No. You can't repent. You are dead. And this is what Christ did. You who were dead in your trespasses. He made you alive. So salvation is being alive now. Colossians chapter 1. Verse number 13. Colossians 1 verse 13. Pay attention. We'll go back to the book of Ephesians. But pay attention to Colossians 1 13. Let's look at something there. Colossians 1 verse 13. He says, he has, I don't like this. I don't like this. Um, give me the KJV, the original KJV. I want to use a word there. That word is so profound. Original KJV of Colossians 1, 13. Colossians 1, verse 13. He says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us and has translated us in the scripture. To say you are saved, it means you have been translated. So it is not your good works. Oh, today I did not lie. Today I did not fornicate. Today I did not do. It is not that. To say you are saved, it is an act of translation from dead to be renewed, born again. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 3. He said, he told the, um, the man, oh, he told the man that unless a man be born again, born of the spirits, unless a man be born again, it's an act of translation. Are you with me? No, are you with me? So salvation, to say I am saved, the salvation of your spirit, to say you are saved, I have given my life to Jesus. This is what you are trying to say. That I have been translated from dead works. And now I have been made alive. Did you deserve it? You did not deserve it. Lazarus did nothing. Listen today. Lazarus did nothing to deserve Jesus. To call him his love. As a matter of fact. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. Remember. Whilst we were yet still sinners. Christ came and he died for us you did nothing to 
make out your salvation. You can't do anything to unmake your salvation. Are you with me here? Are you with me here? Listen, the day you understand the magnitude of what Christ has done, eh, your life will change forever. So listen, on the cross, remember, on the cross, there were two men. Jesus told one man, one man was a robber. He told him that I say unto you this day, you'll be with me in paradise. What did the man do? Nothing. What did the man do? I said nothing. All what he said was that you and I, he told the other colleague that you and I deserve to die. But this man, he does not deserve to die. And because of that statement, Jesus said, I say unto you today, what did the guy do? Nothing. What did the guy do? Nothing. What did the guy do? Nothing. All what he did was that he made a statement of faith. That was it. Now, he has been saved by grace through faith. Listen, the surety of your salvation. Hey, listen, when you hear that Jesus Christ is coming, hey, God, you are coming. God, you are coming. Oh, God, you are coming. Yesterday, I sent. Yesterday, I stole from the soup. Do not be afraid. Why? Because he loved you whilst you were a sinner. He died. Are you with me? No, are you with me? While we were yes, still sinners, he died. So to say I am saved, it's not that, oh, I'm sinning and I've, I have stopped sinning, so I'm saved. No! You did nothing to inherit salvation. You can't do anything to uninherit your salvation. Jesus called Lazarus his friend, not because Lazarus could rise for him. Listen to me today. Not because Lazarus did anything. He called him his friend because he loved him. The man on the cross, he did nothing. All what he said was a statement of faith. Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He Listen, heaven is not the goal of Christianity. If heaven is the goal of Christianity, I want you to stop. Heaven is not the goal. The establishment of the purposes of God on earth through you. The day you understand this, the day you understand this, you who were dead, you who were dead has been made alive. Repeat after me. I have been made alive. I have been made alive. Alive. Made alive. So regardless, listen, your son of the past, your son of the present, and this is what people do not like to hear, but I want to tell you today, your son of the future has been forgiven. That does not mean go and sin. Are you with me? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, my son of the future has been forgiven. Man of God, thank you. Thank you. Listen to me. Christ wants you to be assured of your salvation. So when he paid by his blood, that was the final payment. You don't have to pay anything again. Isaiah chapter 9. And that's our theme for scripture. Isaiah chapter 9. I want the KJV this time. Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. KJV. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. 
pay attention. He said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us? Hey, hey, hey. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. End of scripture. Let me explain this to you before we continue. You see, the scripture started off and told us unto us a child is born. According to Mary, Jesus was a child. But according to God, Jesus was a son that was given. So unto us, a child is born. But unto us, a son is given. Did you get this? No, did you, did you understand this? These are two different statements. It is not the same statement. Unto us, a child is born. According to Mary, Mary has given birth, but according to God, the son is given. Hallelujah. So unto us, a child is born. Listen, listen, your Christianity, listen, it's not dependent on what you do or what you have done or what you will do. So when you go out and you stretch forth your hands to pray over the sick, remember you have done nothing for the sick to be healed. Oh, man of God. Man of God, because I didn't pray too much today, when I pray for the sick, the sick did not get you. You don't have to pray too much. You did not die for the person. Did you? No, did you? Come on now. Did, oh, maybe, did you Did you give your son for the person? No, please, sir. Did you? If you didn't, you can't. What do you have to do? Lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. You did not say that you are going to lay your hands. He said, lay, and they shall recover. Unto us, a son is given. It is unto you, Jesus was given. Listen, listen, listen. It is one of the most foolish statements you ever hear. And I'm saying this because I'm going to show you why it's a foolish statement. One of the most foolish statements everybody can ever make is that Jesus Christ never came on earth. Who has said such a statement before? Oh, you know, some common sense people. Oh, those who know the common sense people. They try to argue that Jesus Christ come, didn't come to die. Who has said that statement? Let me see by your hand. Maybe you have heard that statement before, that Jesus didn't come to die. It's one of the most foolish statements. Why? Because when you go to Israel today, archaeological facts prove Jesus came to die. No. We are not putting the Bible aside. No. Like, if even if you are uneducated, when you see a traffic light, and don't you know red means stop? Uh, no, don't you know red means stop? Huh? No, no. Nana Kofijimo. Don't you know red means stop? Red means stop. So when you go to Israel today, and they show you, this is the tomb where Jesus was laid. This is the mountain Jesus prayed. This is where Jesus ascended. They are all there and you come and say Jesus Christ never came on earth. Like, come on, are you serious? Now, for you to make a statement Jesus Christ did not come to die, it means you're uneducated. But for you to make a statement that Jesus Christ is not God, that means you have to be educated. You know, some people, listen, our belief in Jesus, listen, our belief in Jesus is not that, oh, I believe in Jesus. No. No, no. Muslims believe in Jesus. Don't be deceived. 
Our belief in Jesus is that Jesus is God. Are you with me? Our belief in Jesus is that he is God. He is the God of Abraham. He is the God of Isaac. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the one. Through him, all things were made. Through him, by him. Without anything made. So without him, nothing is existing. So I believe in Jesus is that he is the Lord. He is God. So now let's look at the scripture that proves Jesus is God. That same Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. Look at there. Open that scripture. Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. He says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. Listen to the name he called. This is the prophet Isaiah calling the name of Jesus. He said, his name shall be called, number one, wonderful. I'll come to that. Number two, counselor. The mighty God. No, are you seeing it? He called Jesus the mighty God. And the scripture. The everlasting father, the prince of peace. So Jesus is the father. Hey, man of God. But I know the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. He called Jesus the everlasting father. Let me show you this. Jesus is the body of the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the body of the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. So to say now, my name is Osei, for those who did who never knew. Arthur is not my name. Arthur is not my name. Oh, you are surprised. Yeah. Arthur is not my name. Now, if you say Osei, my, my siblings here might also want to respond to what you said. Why? They are also called Osei. No, are you with me? Are you seeing this? So to say Jesus... It means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in action. So, Larry Osei, that is my name. My name is Osei. But if you don't call me Larry and you say Osei, if the moment you say Osei, Mac is going to respond. Grace is going to respond. Why? They also called Osei. So for me to say Jesus, the Holy Spirit is responding. Jesus, the Father in heaven, is responding. Jesus, the body of Christ, is responding. Why? Jesus is God. You know, one of the most powerful statements, listen, when you understand this statement and you are going to make this statement, right? When you understand this statement and you make this statement, it is heavy on the tongue. Listen, who has ever, who has ever witnessed this before? You were saying Jesus is God. It felt heavy in you. Oh, who has felt that before? It felt heavy in you. Why? Because you spoke with understanding that Jesus is God. And that's what people do not like to hear. Why? We believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. We believe that Jesus Christ is God. We believe that he is the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. We believe he is the wonderful, merciful, he's the comforter, he's the savior of our lives. So Easter, today I want to bring unto you your understanding of who died for you. God died for you. 
It is not a joke. You can't undo what God has done. It is eternal. Speaking tongues. Jesus is God. Listen, if you have ever battled with any addiction and you are here, Jesus makes you free today. Why? He is God. You didn't do anything for him to die for you. He says, while we were yet so sinners, Christ came to die. If he died for you, God, listen, God became man. He was fully God, but he became man. He was fully man and he died. Is that not what the Bible say? When he was beaten, when he was, he felt it, he cried. You can't live a life of addiction. If you have ever accepted the lordship of Jesus Christ, because you are under my ministration today, that demon has left you forever in Jesus' name. And if you are here, you are not feeling well in any part of your body, I dare not speak of it. You're already healed. Because Jesus, he sent his word, and the word became flesh. And that flesh dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory, the glory of the Father. Hey, remember something. He said for the very first time, the angel saw God was that a child was given unto us. So before Jesus was born, can I surprise you? Angels had never seen God. The very first time they saw God, that the Bible said, the heavens began to sing, was when Jesus was born. Oh, so you think, oh, the angels are in heaven and every day they are seeing God. Oh, no. No. You see, this is what the angels do not like to hear. It's not like they don't like to hear. They get surprised. He says, who is man that you are mindful of him? It baffles their mind. He knows how stupid men can be. They insult God, but still God loves them. They don't understand that fact. Because when angels sin, it's forever. They are forever banned. So when the devil rebels against God, it's forever. But when you sin, God will still come. Like the prodigal son, he'll be standing in front of the gate waiting for you to come with an open arms. So regardless where you go, you are still a son. Regardless where you go, you are still a son. Why? Because you believe he is your father. Jesus said a parable. And in the parable, he said, which of you? He asked a question. Listen, listen, listen. Which of you? Which of you, today I'm asking that same question. Which of you, that if you have a, 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 a hundred sheep and one of them go away, wouldn't you leave the 99 and go for that one? You were that one. Listen, you, you are continually that one. When the sheep left the sheep, it did not turn to a goat. It remained a sheep. 
The fact that you sinned yesterday does not unchange what God has done. He has made you his sheep and he is forever your shepherd. Are you with me? So it is unto us. It is unto, it is unto you and I. The father came to die. Remember, the name of God is the everlasting father. The name of Jesus was the everlasting father. He came. He died. He ascended. He rose again. Listen, Christianity, our life began when he resurrected. Jesus is not a myth. Jesus is not a theory. Jesus is not a compounded thought of somebody. Jesus is alive. Jesus is real. And as you can hear me, you can hear him. He sent forth his word. The revelation of Jesus, unless it is given unto you. And today, as you are listening to me, that revelation is unto your hearts today. If you are here, you have ever battled with any addition. I came to tell you that Jesus makes you free. You did nothing. Listen, let me tell you something. As Lazarus was dead, when Jesus see you, still battling with that addiction, what did Jesus do? He cried. He still cries. The reason why he cried this time is not because you are dead. The reason why he cried this time is because come to the knowledge that I have made you free. He who the son makes free is free indeed. Unto us, a son is given. Unto us, a son is given. Jesus was God and is God. He came, he died, he went to hell. On the third day, he rose again. And when he rose again, he ascended. And right now, he's seated at the right side of the Father. And that is where, child of God, you are seated there with him. The place of authority. The place of authority. Jesus is not a myth. Listen to me. Jesus is not a myth. Oh, I remember one day I was working. When I was working, the dear man, the wonderful counselor I'm talking to you about, he spoke unto me and he said, Larry, and for those of you who remember the Jesus story, the Jesus story came about when I was working. I was just working and he came. He said, Larry, I'm not a mess. He said, Larry, I'm not a fairy tale. I am a reality tale. He said, I'm not in a book. If you read me from a book, you can know me from inside. A son was given. Paul the apostle said that I may know him. The reason why Jesus was given, number one, that we may know God. So Jesus made a statement. I am the way to know God. I am the truth of God. And he said, when you know the way and the truth, what you come into is life. So he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The reason why he is the way is that he is the way to the knowledge of God. Number two, he is the truth of the knowledge of God. Number three, when you know the way of God, the way to the knowledge of God and the truth of God, you come to the life of God. Now, this is eternal life. The reason why you have eternal life in your spirit, that you may continually know him. Jesus is alive and he is not a myth. What he did yesterday, he is doing today. What he did yesterday, he is doing today. What he's doing today, he will do tomorrow. As we continually beseech him, we are changed into the very same image. Listen, 
I did not come to tell you stop fornicating. I did not come to tell you stop drinking. I did not come to tell you stop. No, no. Let me tell you something. You can't stop what you are doing. But I came to introduce you to somebody who will let you stop what you are doing. If you are here, you are battling with any addiction. If you are here, you have ever gone through any depression. This is your moment. As I stretch forth my hands towards you. And right now I speak in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every demonic power oppressing anybody here under the sound of my voice. Let them go. Let them go. In the name of Jesus, I come against any depression. You foul spirits. In the name of Jesus. Out! Right now, I speak against any foul devil. In the name of Jesus. I charge you out of that territory. <laughs> There's somebody here. I say, I'm ministering now. Your mom is not feeling well. In the name of Jesus. I speak healing over your mom right now. I speak healing over your mom right now. She's healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Arakost and Abradisha Barakatosa. Papa, Papa, Papa. Lebren de Veson Tovredi Scatter. Jesus is not a myth. Listen, it was unto us a son is given. I told you, go to John chapter 17, verse number 3. John 17, verse 3. John 17, verse 3. He says, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent in the scripture. That they may know thee, the only true God. The reason why you have eternal life in your spirit. That life that do not allow you to get sick. Is for you to continue to know God. Are you with me here? And from today. I introduce you to the man. He does not just saves. No. He makes. He does not just make. No. He is able. He does not just give grant us grant you the ability. No, he becomes your dwelling place. So the scripture said, if any man be in Christ, remember Christ is our dwelling place. Today I did not come to introduce you to another Christian sermon. No, I came with the power of the Holy Ghost to speak Jesus to your hearts. If you are here, listen. You yourself, you know that you have been saved. You have been given your life. You have been confessed the Lordship of Jesus Christ. If you have ever done that before and maybe you have fell into sin, don't worry. Jesus Christ forgives you and he makes you whole. He loves you so much not to, not, not, he loves you so much not to unforgive you. He has forgiven you. But if you are here, you have never, or if you are even listening to this podcast, you have never accepted the Lordship of Jesus Christ before. This is your moment. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today. And Lord, I believe in Jesus and what he came to do. I believe that he is the Lord of my life. And from today, 
I declare Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I am a child of God. I am saved. Thank you, Father. Amen. And if you pray this prayer with me, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Jesus is not a religion. Listen, Jesus is not a religion. Jesus said, he came that we may know him. He said, now this is eternal life, that they may know him, the one and only true God. It is not a religion. It is a relationship. Your knowledge of God will seize you from sin. Your knowledge of God will stop you from keeping on sinning. If you are here, you battle with any addiction. If you are here, you battle with lying. If you are here, you battle with any form of sin. I came to tell you, and listen to me, continually seek the knowledge of God. The battle will stop. He says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. As you continually seek the knowledge of God, you would not perish. Eternal life will be evident in your life that men may see and glorify God. He says, your light will so shine before men that they may see and they will glorify God. Wherever you are right now, I want you to lift your hands. Begin to thank God for what he did. Begin to thank God that he, God, came to die for you. Begin to lift your voice. Begin to bless his name. Mano shall have read the answer. Thank you.